This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. Pass me a draft. Cast. Welcome, everybody, to... The Pass Me a Draft Cast. That is our new official name. I know we've been very confusing with what we're going to go with, but Craftology Radio Network, we are now the Pass Me a Draft Cast. We have a new, awesome, grungy intro that uh, Corey has put together, and we've all kind of helped out with the lyrics and things like that, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that. But tonight is Tuesday. May the 4th be with you. We are recording this post the NFL 2021 draft. What a weekend it was. I am here by two esteemed, amazing, extraordinary gentlemen. Corey, how are you this evening, sir? Oh, I am extraordinary this evening as well as esteemed. I'm, I'm doing good, man. I, uh, it was a fun draft pack weekend. I always look forward to it every year. It's one of my favorite times of year. Um, no, matter, no matter if your team makes the playoffs or the Super Bowl or is 0-16, there's always the draft coming up every year. It's like a reset, you know, and it's also yep. like what Christmas in April, mm-hmm. kind of. So it's a reset Christmas in April. Well, everybody for some starts people. fresh. Everybody got new players. Ben, how you doing? <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! You know, last year get all excited for the draft, and then we trade up for a quarterback. This year, two hours before, I'm getting jazzed up, and then yeah, and then it drops. So. uh I'm doing fine. It's whatever. We'll talk about it. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about what dropped, because it's uh, not just somebody dropping passes, but somebody that actually makes them. And so, with that being said, guys, uh, you know, uh, let's go ahead just real quickly. Let's gloss over something uh, that we like to do every time on the podcast. Uh, what are you drinking? What do you What do you want to be drinking? So, does anybody have anything interesting to share, Corey? Go for Not it. really. I think me and Ben kind of have the same idea. I have a uh, cut water grapefruit, uh, so it's vodka. It's a vodka soda, basically grapefruit flavor. It's hands down the best I've had, kind of in like the White Claw truly territory. But it's just delicious and clean. I like those. I like the brand. There's also one with uh, cucumber, I believe. Uh, um, they do a couple different variations, like a, like a rum, which is like 12% or something like that. It's crazy. I've seen those. I got to try those. Funky Buddha makes some very good ones too, but these cut water ones are delicious. I agree. Um, I so. like them. Good choice. Ben, what about you? I'm drinking White Claw this evening. Okay. I got a, I got a grab bag in the fridge. It's just the first thing I grabbed, so... Okay. Nothing too hey, creative. You know, same here. I'm drinking the Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer. This is the strawberry and lemon, which, hey, for ten ninety nine at your local gas station for a 12-pack, you can't really complain. They are 5%. They taste really good. Uh, I may or may not have some leftover Fireball from a little golf outing this past weekend, but um, still, it's it's a wonderful evening. It's Tuesday night. We're almost halfway through the week. What a week it's already been. And I'm just happy to be talking some football with you guys. So with that being said, let's jump into some of this news around the league. And Ben, 
We alluded to it just a few moments ago. I want to get your reaction on this whole Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he's going to just be full-time Jeopardy guy. We don't know. Maybe he's going to go to some other teams. We don't know. But he does not want to come back to the Green Bay Packers. How do you feel? Have you already called to make sure that your uh, plot's open for your grave? Like, what's going on, man? <laughs> well, let's make one thing very clear in all this. Like, I do want to make, yeah, go ahead, so, make it clear. Let's make it clear. So a rumor was leaked that, that he told one of his teammates that he might not return. Okay, and I'm not saying any of this is false, but it's funny how Aaron Rodgers doesn't come out and say anything. And it dominoes into it's an ultimatum with the GM or him, which he did not say. A.J. Hawk was with him at the Kentucky Derby all weekend and said that's not even close to the truth. He thought it was comical. So the talking heads in the media have taken this something that's real and blown it into like the this giant. Aaron Rodgers is smoking a blunt, getting a BJ somewhere laughing because he's like, I didn't say any of this shit. He's like, yeah, sure, I could go out west, and I wish they'd do my contract better. But he also said to Mike Tirico at the Derby that he's like, all this has been blown out of proportion. I really want to be a Green Bay Packer. Those, those words came out of his mouth. So we can sit here and add fuel to the fire, but to me it's like if he gets traded, which I think there's some traction because Devontae Adams had his tweet, like there's legitimate – there's legitimate information out there that leads us to believe this is a real thing. And that's fine. But we have not heard him say anything yet. His attitude from from the Derby, and again, it's another report based on another report, but uh, I do think there's validity to that, that it, it was kind of the attitude that he was extremely disappointed whenever he heard that that came out. So I think you're right. I think the, the entire thing itself was blown out of proportion, it pro but – I think there was small validity to maybe he having a moment with a teammate after the season and that I think he's upset at that teammate. Whoever the whoever said that, whoever passed that information along or got into the wrong hands for it to snowball, I think that's what he's so pissed about. I think he he cares and doesn't care at the same time. So apparently Shailene Woodley lives in Denver. Okay, so like he called up Mark uh, Sclareth, or however you pronounce his name, um, after the whole deal's almost done with Denver thing came out. And Aaron's like, what are you hearing? What are you, what are you talking about? But he called him and sounded interested. I think Aaron's totally fine coming back to the Packers. There's one thing I want to say about this. People need, first off, fuck Terry Bradshaw, because that guy's an arrogant fucking idiot. Cause I'm sorry, but you don't even know anything. What did he say? You don't know anything about the situation, and he starts bad mouthing Rodgers, and he always has. Cause Rodgers comes off as arrogant, and Terry Bradshaw thinks he's God's gift to humanity. Which, sorry, buddy, you're not. Well, he's always hated Ben too. He he yeah he's he has a problem with those kind of people. So I. But yeah, Terry's a goofball. Last okay, anyway. So last so, point. What did he say? Last point. Well, he. He said what Aaron Rodgers is doing is weak. What Aaron Rodgers is saying is weak. Creating an ultimatum between the, it's the GM or I'm not coming back. For one, fucking Terry, he never fucking said that. Like, you're just excited to be on camera all fucking 90 years of you. Hey, Ryan. 
<laughs> set up. I'm just set listening. Up, set it up next week so Terry's on the podcast. I, ben, I think we'll ben do that. Terry we'll can... we'll we'll call the segment one fucking Terry. I will. Fu- I would. I would fuck. I'd fuck Terry up. I'm sorry. He 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 upsets me. But okay. So anyways, the point I'm trying to make, and I'll make this quick, is this. Wait, Ben. I just got to check. You're recording, right? Uh, I just yes. Want to make sure. Yes. This is, okay. Yes. Radio gold right here. Keep going. So, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers was never was he came into last season happier than he'd ever been he did not give a fuck that the packers drafted jordan love like everyone's making it out to oh he's pissed because he didn't get to make team decisions have you listened to the interviews with aaron Rodgers? he doesn't want to fucking make them does it everyone everyone thinks he's russell wilson and he's all these guys who want to have a say in who they draft aaron Rodgers. He has a bunch of money and lives his fucking best life in the offseason and doesn't even think about football. But point point I want to make is this. Everyone's making it out about Jordan Love. He was upset with the pick and coaches didn't talk. Okay, it has nothing to do with Jordan Love. Not one. Aaron Rodgers is not afraid of Jordan Love. He doesn't give a fuck about Jordan Love. This is about the fact that when they could have restructured Rodgers' contract and when they went to do it, he basically Gutenkunst was trying to set it up where they extend him to free up money, but they're not going to give him anything guaranteed. So he's essentially setting it up just so he can potentially trade him or cut him again. Like the Ben deal. Yeah. And Aaron's like, if they were smart, they would do that. I, I, that's my opinion. Well, but and Aaron Rodgers is like, okay, here's the deal. I just want someone to commit to me. You guys drafted a quarterback. I came out and was a fucking MVP. We were in the NFC title game. Uh, I played maybe the best season it. of my career. What else, you, what else do you want? Yeah, I get, what, it. I get it. But what he wants is he's like, okay, I literally showed you I'm the best on the planet. So I want to retire a Packer. Help me out. I mean, give me guaranteed money so I can feel I don't have to. Be, he's not going to look over his shoulder, but still, he doesn't want that awkwardness. He doesn't want that shit. I mean, for all we know, Jordan Love is is Dwayne Haskins, okay? Maybe a worse version. We don't know. So let's quit pretending like the Packers are ready to put Jordan Love in. All the reports said that he was absolute fucking garbage trash all year in practice. Granted, he's a rookie, but people think quarterbacks just grow on trees. They think that, oh... We drafted one in the first round. We can get rid of our fucking all-world top 10 all-time quarterback because we got Jordan fucking Love waiting in the wings. Give me a break. Dude's going to be awful. Packer fans, <laughs> the Packer fans know it, and we expect it because we've gotten lucky for 30 fucking years with quarterbacks. We're going to be bad. But do not push our all-world quarterback coming off an MVP season out the fucking door just because you're trying to get cute and you care about 2024. Nobody gives a fuck about 2024, Goody. Not one single Packer fan. And if you do, so Ryan also you're an add idiot. Jordan Love and Gutenkunz, the GM of the Packers, to the list. So we're just making a really good podcast. Yep. Bring them all on. Ben's going to talk to them, set some shit straight. Um, I do like Matt LaFleur. He looked like he was about to start crying <laughs> uh, post draft, asking about Rodgers. There was like a tear in his eye. He's like, dude, I. Aaron and I have a great relationship. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Um, Anyways, there's my vent. I'm frustrated. I'm not sitting here telling you Aaron Rodgers won't get traded after June 1st. Honestly, 
if Gutenkunst is obviously stubborn, he's decent at drafting, he's not a bad GM, but he's stubborn and he's really fucked up the situation, especially after Aaron earned it. Uh, if Aaron's on a different team, that's fine. I, I, I can live with that, but I'm sick and tired of everybody putting words into Aaron's mouth when dude's just sitting somewhere getting a kick out of everybody talking about it when he hasn't even said anything about it. He's like, what's, what's happening? Like I told a dude, I might co- not come back to the team if they don't give me any guaranteed money. That's, and he that's said it, I think he's pissed he about. said it over a, a scotch as they were fucking lit on that's his back I mean. patio and they're turning that's it into saying. legitimate information. Like, well, I think he's pissed at that person, whoever, whoever that person was sitting on his, on his patio, because I'm sure that's how it went down in the off season after the season. I, I think he's upset at that person. Well, and that's all it takes these days, too. Yeah, I mean, you know. it could domino what into something. What did that person have to but. gain by 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 putting it out there? Either that's that's another. Let's thing. get real. He's getting traded to the to to Washington. Okay, can I say one last thing and we'll move on? I know we're trying. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's hear more, Ben. I love it. If. If you're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, you better get an absolute haul. I was talking to my dad about this, and I'm like, okay, what kind of trade? Like, if we know we're going to lose them anyways, but we're trading them, what do we want to get? And I saw I saw a list, and I meant to send it to you guys earlier of all these trade scenarios. And, and the answer is... You need to get a quarterback back that is good enough because this roster is talented to at least kind of hold the reins until Jordan Love potentially takes over and fails. Um, Who does Washington have right now? Well, I I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be Washington. And I'm trying to remember who had the best trade offer in this thing. There was a team I wasn't thinking about. Uh, the Raiders, three first round picks and. Uh, Derek Carr, Carr. Um, don't want it, but don't hate it. I love the picks and Derek Carr teammate of Devonte Adams in college. All he has to do is run the offense and we are a scheme driven offense. We will take a step back for sure. Um, I don't know. I would say you need at least three first round picks unless you're getting some sort of stud. I don't even well, care if you let me play devil's advocate. Just like you said, let's say it happens. If the scheme is that tight and your defense gets the job done, look what happened to the 49ers a couple years ago. They made the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. If your scheme is that good, which I think you have, you guys have it, and your defense, it's close, but if it really tightens up, ooh, Derek Carr Carr could get you there. Dude, I'm telling you. No, I remember which one I loved. Titans. Ryan Tannehill and two first-round picks. Great. I like Carr and three better, in my opinion. I I mean, if yeah, if you get Carr, I think any scenario where you get three first-round picks, you take it. But anyways, I don't want to cross that bridge yet. It may happen, <laughs> but I'm not there mentally. I'm going through a lot right now. This was just another fucking thing on the list of shit that's stressing me out. It's like I'm excited for the fucking draft. And then they drop that. So we're going to talk about. So I, I wanted to get excited for the draft. In the back of my mind, it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. 
I mean, we're we're going that's, we're going five hundred. I, I, I think I posted. Well, that, I think I posted on one of your posts. I was like, I just hope, or no, I just pray that Ben's TV makes it past yeah. the first round. Like, wow. <laughs> Luckily, you know what though? You got the bad stuff out of the way. Draft happened. That's right. And that was definitely the big news of the weekend, though, because the next second biggest news was what Weaver, knucklehead Weaver, who I actually thought was half decent. Yeah, what's going Ex- on with this guy? I haven't even especially heard anything about where. It. Well, he played for Pitt. Especially where he was drafted, because there was a lot of mocks where he was uh, up in the second round. Um, I didn't think he was a second round talent, but I thought I thought a third. He was worth a third, and uh, Tennessee got him in a fourth, and I, I I was like, cool, you know, good deal, man. And then what? Sunday night or some shit, he decides to beat some beat beat some women. So guy gets drafted fourth round. Uh, future in the NFL ahead of him and then gets into an altercation with a woman and that's yeah, it. Yeah, get off me, woman. Uh, yeah. no. He beat her up. Uh, it was You can't you, That's just so disappointing, man. Whenever that your your life is ahead of you, everything you worked up to happen. You know, some girl and you do you you just do some terrible stupid shit. Some some girl threw a drink in his face, and they were fighting at the bar. So he dropped. So so he dropped her. I mean, that's what any um, upstanding, normal, upstanding adult male would do in that situation. Well, Fuck her. Let's it was let's like, beat her up. It, it, it was like the cream hunt thing. I, I think these are similar. I don't know if you watched that video. Yeah, it could be worse. And yeah, it's pretty crappy what the girl was doing to him. But at the same time. Get away from those human beings. Like, look who you are and what you're doing with your life. Get out of that hotel hallway. Stop getting kicked by a woman. Well, you don't need to. Corey, not to mention, dropper. I don't think it's that complicated. Like, let's just not beat women. I, I mean, it's pretty. No. Believe <laughs> me. I mean, they, there's a list out there. Like, if Honestly, if it was acceptable, if you, you know, a I'd... guy at a bar. If you would have hit a guy at the bar. You, I don't even know if we'd be talking about it. I mean, it'd still be stupid given the situation, but I mean, at the end yeah, of yeah, but it would be a Tennessee, it would be a Titan internal thing. Like, guy, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, come on. These guys are all, you know, how many fights you don't hear about? I mean, these NFL players are now out there fighting everybody. He, he might be if they decide to give him a freaking deal. He might not be able to play for the whole year. He might be suspended for half the year. Who knows? Well, Deshaun Watson's got a cabin he just rented. He can just go up there with him. Yeah, is that how's that situation going? Is it still getting ironed out, or what's were they all dropped there? Well, you, d- I did see a report where they're like, Deshaun Watson will never suit up for the Texans again. I think that's obvious, and they said he may never play again. I don't think that's true unless they find some facts in this case. But man, talk about! I mean, I think well, twenty-two or twenty-three women. It, it could be more by now. That's a lot. To me, it smells fishy. I'm not saying there's any legitimacy that there, there might be a couple. I don't know, or maybe maybe it's all maybe they're all legit, and he's just a perv. I don't, you know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. I'm just going to read this real quick, and then we can move on to the actual draft. Um, it, it, it says one witness said she saw Weaver punch a woman, while another noted that she did not see Weaver commit the blow, but did see the victim fall to the ground. In the complaint, the officer said that he observed no injury consistent with a punch to the head. 
Meanwhile, the victim was checked by a medical professional and released. However, in the days that followed, a complaint says the victim went to the uh, hospital April 22nd due to vomiting. So this is actually before the draft. Yeah, the Sunday before the draft. This was the Sunday before like, the draft. So. Late, late hours Saturday so He wasn't night. even drafted yet. He was just out. You know, who, who knows exactly what happened? Maybe some video footage would be good yeah. if there's any out there. Huh. He didn't have a big um, week coming up or anything. I get going out and getting shit hammered. I mean, if it was me, I'd be in my basement, you know, with my boys I mean, playing, that's what playing I'm cards. With your like, what are you wa- doing? Locked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're you about know. to get a check cut. And I guarantee he was probably bragging. And I guarantee the woman went to the hospital after, even though she had no wounds on her. Yep. I'm not sticking up. I'm not sticking up for him. No, no, we're but, not. We're not. We're not sticking you up. People are. They do this to themselves, and I wish they need to educate these kids more in college. Um, it is a university, but like the you know coaches on that 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 coaching staff get real. You're going to the NFL. They they <clears throat> they need to do better work with like from now. The season's done until you get drafted, dude. Nothing. Play yes. video games. Stay away from everybody. Go go work out. Go lift. Play video games. Eat good. You have some beers at home. Don't go to bars and punch women. I mean, that's yeah, that's or even be mistaken for punching a woman because we don't we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like in this off season, I don't know if you saw Claypool was in a. Uh, I did see that, and was he was a, def- uh, he, he was defending. A woman who was getting, uh, you know, I, I forget exactly what happened. Well, but he was defending yeah, a woman. Then they he, then it. he kicked the dude in the head while he, he was kicked, on the he ground. Kicked, I mean, he kicked the dude was, in the head. Let's in the not, not was, make him out to that, be. But, you know, but that but guy was the, that guy was the one. He was protecting <laughs> a woman. That that guy but was assaulting a woman, and that's so my he point. deserved to get kicked in the well, head. Well, he, he said, she said. That's my point, though. Stop playing around. Well, I get it. Around in those crowds, number one. Number two, though, look at the story. How quickly did that get quiet because it, he didn't hit a woman? He didn't it, hit the woman. He, right. prote- he protected exactly. the woman. That, that, that was quiet in, what, two or three days? Not even. Like, yeah. like a day, day and a it half. It was one of those stupid TMZ videos. Like, hey, yeah, and he if, did, he if, did, he if did that pick had a guy been, and walk away. But, like, yeah, but barely. Still, but if that had been I, my daughter that some guy was going after, I'd, oh, I, I would not have stopped <laughs> yeah. just kicking at the head. Like, but, but, light but, me but, up, motherfucker. No, I don't get it. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Ryan. Stop hanging out in those in those. You know, I, I hate to say it, but in, in my opinion, wh- whenever you're in the light like that, it's a very short period of time. I mean, you're, not, you're not guaranteed anything. Act accordingly. Stop hanging around in those environments. It, what is it doing for you? I mean, it, 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 could, it could be anything, Go beat up too. people in bars after your career. Then, then all of a you sudden, know? you're just at your apartment. There's, you know, fire. Somebody pulls a fire alarm, and then somebody says that they tripped over your foot. Who, who the fuck knows? But... Now that we are riveted, we are energized, we are ready to get into this podcast even more so. Let's cover the draft. And uh, I think the Steelers are on the board first. So, Corey, this is going to be your review. Should I go ahead, though, and just say what the picks were real quick, the names, and then you can tell us how you feel about them? So, round one, Najee Harris. Love the story. Running back out of Alabama. Absolutely love it. Pat Fryermuth, I can't wait to say the name Pat or Fryer or Muth or whatever. Tight end had a Penn State. Love I have it. a feeling it's going to be Muth. Muth. <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick Green uh, out of Illinois. Dan Moore, Texas A&M. Buddy Johnson. And then what was this one? Dallas? What was it? 
Isaiah Loudermilk. Yeah. Loudermilk. Uh, Quincy Roche. Trey Norwood. And then the one that I'm the most confused of, which I think Corey <laughs> will t- help tie this in. Oh, boy. Presley Harvin, a punter. Yes. Was not expecting. I don't even think yes. in our mock drafts we were talking about punters. Sounds like it's actually a positive. I was really, like, blown away. I thought we didn't draft kickers and punters, but this guy seems like a beast. He's, like, what, 260 pounds? He's a, he's a monster. Six, fo- six foot four, 260. I, yeah. Yeah. He's, I had a second-round grade on him. Put him in at running back like the old bus. <laughs> That's what I say. Well, him- <laughs> well, let, 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 let's start from the top. Go, right, so go na- ahead, Corey. Take na- it Najee Harris, uh, you know, I, I, I'd give him a B on that pick. The player's an A. He deserves to go in the first round. Um, he did. I think he's uh, – I believe it was the Raz score. Um, he scored in the top five running backs since uh, 2000 with some very elite um, – uh, a very elite group there. So, basically, it's like his athletic score compared to his body type and some other things. Um, I don't love taking a running back in the first round. It's kind of been proven lately. You don't need a top running back to be competitive. Um, but whenever you're 32nd in rushing the year before, you kind of get it. Something. I get it. I get it. Uh, and, and his style too. He, I mean, he's patient. He, he's like a Le'Veon Bell meets Marshawn Lynch and he's actually, he hangs out with Marshawn Lynch and they actually work out together and he really? trains. They train together, and so his running style this past year, if you watch him, he's patient like Bell, but when actually he hits, he lower, he, he, he'll, he'll get you, man. He's mean. Um, but then his, personal, his personality and his character is just through the roof, and I think that really got the Steelers too. Um, yeah, I think they're just over knuckleheads. I think they have like the beaten wife syndrome uh, after Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and some of those things kind of went down. I, 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 don't, I think they're kind of putting some of those – ifs off their board if they kind of smell that so they like high character guys you know um so good pick looking to see looking forward to see what what he can do with the Steelers Um, I'm a fan already big fan Pat Pat Fryermuth I mean talk about two two guys that just look like Pittsburgh Steelers Najee Harris Pat Fryermuth um Pat Pat Fryermuth I actually had as my third rated tight end most people had him as their the second rated tight end after Kyle Pitts uh, Fryermuth is day one ready to play. Um, he he's he doesn't excel at anything. Like there's not one thing on in his game that you're like wow, but he literally does everything good um, and very consistent. And I'll I'll, I'll kind of tie in these next few picks, but um, he's at a Penn State. Good pick. I I'd give him a a B plus on that. Next pick, Kendrick Green. A lot of people were upset that uh, the Steelers, because how big they badly they need a center and just taking a running back um, with Pouncey retiring, passed on Creed Humphrey and a couple other centers at 55 uh, to take Pat Fryermuth. But, you know, tight end is a need to. But so anyway, we took a center, Kendrick Green out of Illinois um, in the third round. A little undersized, but extremely athletic and uh has experience pulling as a guard and a center. Um, real feisty too, kind of like a little pit bull. Um, has a little, it, it has a little pouncy in him, but even even more aggressive. Um, so looking forward to see what they can do with him. Um, and then they got David Moore tackle out of Texas A&M. He played left tackle in college. 
Um, I don't know if that's what the Steelers' plans are. I don't know if a lot of their teams had him as a left tackle. I see him more as a as a a right tackle or even guard too early on. If he you know if he doesn't win a tackle spot this year, um, I think he can play guard. Um, but again, another guy that pulled as a left tackle in college, which is very rare. While he didn't have some of that elite tackle tape like the top of the draft did, um, he did things those guys didn't do, and I overlooked it. Um, so w- when you put some of these picks together, you know, what w- was I expecting David Moore? No. Was I expecting Kendrick Green? No. Was I expecting Pat Fryermuth? Yeah, kind of, maybe. You know, I thought they liked Tommy Tremble a little bit more. But um, if you look at those are the two tight ends that they really studied they liked. They liked Kendrick Green. They liked David Moore. What do they all have in common? Zone zone run scheme. New offensive coordinator. New um, offensive line coach. They're, they're shifting their scheme. It makes sense. They want guys that are athletic, that can move. Now they have a center that can pull. They have guards that have already proven that they can pull. They have a tackle that's athletic and that can pull. Um I'm curious, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And then Pat Fryermuth also lined up at H back to kind of lead as a lead uh, lead blocker in the run game sometimes at uh, Penn State. So um, we're gonna see some changes. Uh, I think that's gonna be for the for the teams better. Um, Explains also, a little bit too why they let uh, Andre, uh, Alejandro uh, Jesus Villanueva Villanueva yeah. go. Yeah, to, he, he's he's now with the Ravens. Which by the way, he got eight million guaranteed. So that's good for him. Fourteen million total. But yep. Great career with Pittsburgh. Thank you for <laughs> everything you've done. Absolutely. Thank you for your um, service as well. If you're listening his, to this podcast, yes. we appreciate you. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I think it was contract is up. Um, we have two young guys. We're, we're capstract and his age and possibly the scheme change is the icing on the cake. Um, you know, so you just business is business. Um, after that, we had Buddy Johnson. Um, I was actually unfamiliar with Buddy going into the draft. I watched some tape and he's intriguing. Um, to me, he may be the best coverage linebacker and athletic, uh, athletic linebacker after Jabril Cox was taken. Um, you know, they have their Mike linebacker and Devin Bush, but they need somebody next to him. I don't, he's not going to start year one. He might not even start year two. I think he's good quality depth. Um, he might be able, he might be able to be a rotational player late in the year, maybe next year. I think right off the bat, he's going to be a special team stud. Um, he's got a nose for the football, and he's quick. Um, we'll see what they can do with him. Um, the real head scratcher, though, initially, that people were like, what is happening? Um, Steelers traded up um, in the fifth round. They traded a fourth round to, uh, to uh, 2022 pick to move up in the fifth round to get uh, Isaiah Laddermilk out of Wisconsin. Um, I actually remember that name because of watching him last year in the Big Ten Championship game against uh, Ohio State. And I was like, that's that's a goofy name. But I remember he made a couple plays. Um, Apparently, we are absolutely in love with this kid. And a lot of people were kind of freaking out because other teams had like a seventh-round grade or even undrafted on the guy. Um but when you actually go go and look at his tape, the guy's six foot seven, um, just an absolute monster. Um, pushes the pocket every play. I think he batted down five balls last year. Wow, um, that's that's rare. So 
and I was talking to Ben about this earlier, you know, like, yeah, he's going to be in a mix just for depth right now behind uh, Cam Hayward and Stefan to it. But if he adds that to that six foot seven frame, another 15, 20 pounds, he pushes the pocket like that, bats balls down. We don't need to, you mean, remember Aaron Smith before those guys? He barely had sacks, but the guy was a top three run defender every single year at that position. It kind of shifted, you know. We just happened to grab Cam Hayward and Stephon Tuitt in the draft, and they're they're odd. They're they're an odd three four end because of how much pass rush they they're able to get you. Um, this guy's not that kind of guy, but if he can push the pocket, eat up two two blockers every play, I don't know what else, what else you want. Bat well, a couple balls down every year. Um, well, there there's definitely one thing for sure: his milk is louder than anyone else. So for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, we had we had a trade up. To get that milk. <laughs> we had trade up to get um, that to get that milk. Uh, Corey, we, go ahead and give us your final thoughts here in the next two, couple. Yeah, give yeah, us your last final thoughts two, here. Trade Norwood, Norwood. You know, I don't know. Um, they, they he's kind of a Swiss Swiss Army knife. He played some nickel corner. He played some safety. Um, he's never going to be a starter for us. Um, I we just look for a. We're just so thin at safety that that's apparently is what they said there. He's going to be moving to full time as safety. Um, he's going to be a depth guy. Um, and then that punter pick got me amped, man, that dude, uh, he's the real deal. Um, we were at his pro day. Um, guy had like a 50 yard punting average in college. Um, just fucking boom. And at his pro day, it was wet and wet and windy. And he was booming 50, 60 yard punts down the field. Big, big, huge left. I think he's left-footed black guy. He's definitely big and black, but he also might be lefty. It's like a special concoction, right? He's got the sauce. It's a trifecta but, right there. Yeah, man. But uh, I apologize if he's not lefty. But anyway, it just, it just sounds cooler. Um, he had a couple fake punts in uh, college, and – I, I, one of them, he threw a touchdown pass, and he threw it like 50 yards in the air, like on time. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. It's I'm excited. I I have a prediction he's going to beat out Barry. I, they've been Tomlin publicly has been very unhappy with Barry the last few years, and I just think we've been stuck with him. Um, he's been very inconsistent, very inconsistent. Well, we know what his distractions are too. Correct, hanging out with cheerleaders. Yep. Um, uh, which, by the way, let me preface that part there. By saying, uh, Corey and I both attended the Tampa Bay uh, versus Steelers Monday Night Football game a couple years ago, and I had a really interesting perspective. I kept, and I kept watching Jordan Berry as he was trying to warm up, you know, even holding kicks for the kicker, uh, and he was just completely distracted by the cheerleaders. So <laughs> I'm just going to say it's a down-under thing, you know? Uh and I sent pictures of Corey. I was like, now I know why he's having problems. He was just distracted by women, which can you blame him? I mean, uh, cheerleaders. Steelers, Steelers don't have cheerleaders. So Steelers like, don't have cheerleaders. So he was just soaking it cool. all in. Yeah, this he's like, cool. I knew I came from um, Australia for, for more than one reason. But <laughs> that, <laughs> I think, was, his, was Jordan Berry's downfall. <laughs> you know, he, he, he's, he's not awful. It's just lack of consistency. He'll have some punts that are fantastic and then have some punts that it's booms well no then have some punts that are like what the fuck was that 20 yards and goes out of bounds it's like what happened guy yep and um can't have that so anyway looking forward to to seeing what they can do with this class i think those top two picks are day one starters um 
our third round draft pick, maybe a, maybe a day one starter too. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Overall, I give him a B minus. Um, everybody else seems to give him a C. I give him a little bit more of a hair because they're not talking about scheme. We we drafted these players because of a scheme change, like our third and fourth round pick, um, where those you know pro football focus and people don't really have that in consideration because they wow there was a, a better player on the board. Maybe for another scheme, I you know maybe the character maybe there was a character concern. Who knows? But who knows? Um, I'm well, I'm happy with it. B minus. Looking forward to seeing what they can do. Absolutely, Corey. Great breakdown, guys. We are running out of time, but I want to give Ben his just due when it comes to the pack uh, the Green Bay Packers selections for the 2020 uh, NFL draft. Uh, or uh, Ben, I'm just going to run this down real quick. Uh, hopefully your TV made it through. Like I said earlier, I was praying for that. Uh, you got Eric Stokes, number one cornerback out of Georgia, Josh Myers, uh, center at Ohio state, Amari Rogers, wide receiver, Clemson, a compensatory pick there in the fourth round. You had Royce Newman, um, fifth round, uh, to Daryl Slayton defensive or, uh, DT there out of Florida compensatory pick Shamar. Jesus. Shamar. Jean Charles, Jean Charles, okay, cornerback, Appalachian. So two cornerbacks in this draft there. You got uh, Cole Van Lannen. You got a lot of – what happened to Aha Clinton Dix? Is he still playing? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, like, trifecta names here over here uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Isaiah McDuffie, linebacker, and then uh, Kylan Hill, running back out of Mississippi State. So, Ben, you got the floor, sir. I will uh, – I'd love to hear your thoughts on your draft for the 2021 NFL. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm going to make it quick. Um, <clears throat> I see three and a half to four and a half contributors. Um, I thought it was a really solid draft. We hit hit all of our needs. I'd, I would have liked to see another defensive, a 3-4 defensive end, another guy on the defensive line that could be in the rotation. Uh, to Daryl Slayton is a monster dude's like six, five, three fifty. He's going to eat up blocks. He serves a purpose. He's going to play. Um, he will contribute, but I would have liked to see one more defensive line pick would have loved to see a safety that could have filled that third safety role. Um, and for all we know, it could be Gene Charles. Um, Eric Stokes is a hyper athlete. I think it's going to be year two or year three before he really, makes a name for himself. I actually think Gene Charles is going to be more of a contributor in the slot and has a potential third safety, probably get more playing time than Stokes, uh, which sounds crazy, but I just think he is more polished as a cornerback and would fit that slot role and be better than Chandon Sullivan um, day one. Uh, Josh Myers, day one starting center, great pick. We all wanted Creed Humphrey. Josh Myers, he's been a center for the last two years at Ohio State. Um, Power 5 program. Doesn't necessarily fit the zone scheme like someone like Kendrick Green, who I would have loved uh, in round three or round four. But Josh Myers is probably going to end up being a stud. Mari Rogers, we've been talking about him for months. Uh, love him. He can be in the backfield, go in motion. He'll return kicks. Slot receiver. He has the ability to potentially play outside, which I think is is uh, something no one ever talks about, but I could see that happening. He'll contribute. Uh, Royce Newman, 
uh, he opted out of 2020 out of 2020 was injured in 2019. So no one really knew who he was. Watched his tape. He can play guard, can play tackle. He has a lot of upside. Um, Van Lannan, he'll be practice squad, but he could be a swing tackle in a couple of years, maybe. But at least we had the local kid. He went to high school in Green Bay. You know, it's a good story at the very least. Isaiah McDuffie, special teams all day. Uh, I don't really think he'll beat out Barnes or uh, Kamal Martin. But he is a good linebacker with good production um, that could definitely contribute on special teams. Uh, my half that I told you earlier, so I think Myers, Rogers, and Charles are the three major contributors this year um, with a little bit of Slayton mixed in there. Kylan Hill is our third running back day one. Um, if there's an injury, I mean, we're going to see Kylan Hill play in week one this NFL season. He's going to be that third guy in the rotation, similar to what you saw Dylan be, but he offers a different skill set. He's more of a Aaron Jones clone. Um, a lot of speed, um, dynamic, can catch the ball. Uh, Kylan Hill could be the sleeper of this draft class. I mean, you look at running backs in this year's draft. You know, what was it? You had five in the first four rounds, and then you had like 20 in the last, on day three. So, um, yeah, I give, I'm not going to put a, putting a grade on a draft class is dumb based on not, I'm not saying that towards you, Corey. I I just mean in general, because obviously we don't know what I'm saying is we don't know yet. So like, for all I know, Eric Stokes is going to be a stud and Myers is going to suck. I mean, I, we just don't really know, but you know, I thought Steelers had, had actually a much better draft than a B minus when I when I looked over their draft picks. I really like what the Packers did. I think we hit. Oh, thanks, Ben. I think uh, the Packers are a better football team. Obviously, if Rodgers is that quarterback, but um, solid draft. Well, I think it's a B because I think it could turn into an A minus. It could also go to well, a C. Um, that's, that, that's but it was solid. Part of it is we don't we don't we don't really know. But to be fair. Most of the time, experts give Packers and Steelers draft ca- classes a C a lot. Yeah. Like a C or a B minus. And, and, and then what happens two or three years later is usually they're one of the best of the, uh, of, of the, of the, the deal. So Yeah, I think, yeah. I think Josh Myers and Amari Rogers are going to be Packers for a very long time. So if I'm right about that and all the other guys are okay, some stick, some don't, it's still a successful draft class. I think you got two, two day one contributors. Josh Myers, I mean, is going to be a starter at center day one, unquestioned. That's why we took him there. Amari Rogers, we'll see kind of what he turns into. People like to say Randall Cobb. I, I see it. I do think, I, I think they're. It's I a, see a little Heinz Ward. It's too. a similar skill set. Um, Cobb offered you more electricity, a little more speed, but Amari Rogers is more versatile. And I think he has better hands and he's a better receiver coming in the league. He's also prepared. His father was what the Tennessee quarterback. I'm pretty sure he played in the league. I mean, T Martin, he's been Steelers, Steelers drafted him. That's why I feel like you guys traded up for him is I honestly think there's a possibility we may have taken him. Well, and Goody even said at 62, uh, when we took Myers, they were deciding between Myers and Rodgers. So as I'm screaming for Deami Brown in the third round, Packers are sitting there like, 
just staring at Amari Rogers. Like, <laughs> and, and I love it. I mean, you guys know, I mean, we've yeah. loved Amari Rogers, Corey, since the beginning of the process. So, I mean, I think yeah. that's an awesome weapon to add to the Packers. And I think Kylan Hill is a sleeper to also be a weapon on that offense. So I, I, I think the Packers got better, still some holes on defense, but we'll see how it shapes, shapes, uh, shapes out. So. I, I, uh, I agree on the, on the Hill pick. Uh, if we have time, Ryan, uh, we have a cu- just a couple moments to discuss maybe uh, a couple of the teams that we thought bl- blew it out of the water. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's run that by everybody. And uh, we yeah, we still got probably eight minutes. So okay, let's we'll move see quick. What we can do. We'll move quick. So how about how about them Jets? New new coach drafted their new franchise quarterback um, Zach Wilson. I I have confidence that he's going to be a good player. Uh, they got Vera Tucker at 14, so they had two picks in the first round. Uh, Tucker's day one starter guard. Um, they got Elijah Moore, wide receiver, Ole Miss in the second round. I think possibly could be a very good wide receiver uh, for them. And then in round four, they were able to get Michael Carter, who's an absolute animal at running back. Um, I don't know if he's a three-down kind of guy. We'll see. Um, but they have, uh, what, Tevin Coleman – but I think immediately Tevin Coleman, Michael Carter is going to be a uh, one-two punch for them. Uh, so I think they did a fantastic job. Uh, and then uh, Carolina, I mean Carolina Panthers. What J.C. Horn, Terrence Marshall at receiver, Brady Christensen at tackle, Tommy Tremble, one of my favorite players in the entire draft in the third round. Very interested in, in watching that guy's career. I think that very well could be one of the best players this out of this entire draft. Running back Chubba Hubbard. In the fourth round, um, Deontay Brown at guard from Alabama. In the that was round. a freaking steal. That was a highway yes. robbery right there. He should have been gone, what, in the third? Yeah, third I mean. fourth, probably. I mean, he's not hyper-athletic, but that's why he's a guard. But he's ginormous, and he is a great blocker. He's so. huge. He's huge. So, well, I'll give you one. my third favorite team, I think. I don't know, Ben, would you agree those two teams are going to be in your top three out of the weekend, probably? I don't have the Jets in there. Okay. Well, my last one is Denver. Um, I Everybody thought they were going to go quarterback. They threw some curveballs, but I really like what they did. Patrick Sertain, a corner at, uh, in the first round. Javante Williams uh, at running back in the second round, North Carolina. Day one starter. Uh, Quinn uh, Miners, uh, third round. I think that's their starting center next year. You got Mike Munchak as his coach, too, man. That might be lethal. Um, Baron Browning, one of my favorite middle-round middle, uh, middle round linebackers at Ohio State. Um, they were able to get Seth Williams at Auburn in the sixth round, who I think could contribute. And um, also uh, safety, safety back-to-back in rounds uh, – or in, in the fifth round, two safeties. I like Jamar Johnson at Indiana. Um, so, yeah, I think they came out with a pretty good draft class. Well, I'm going to fly through some thoughts here because we got a time limit. Um, I agree with the Panthers and Broncos. Those were my one, two. Um, I quickly want to talk about another team that killed it, and I hate it because they are in the NFC North. The Detroit Lions <laughs> they had a stupid good draft. Um, credit to Dan Campbell and their organization because, granted, the defensive tackle class wasn't a great class this year, but they got two of the top five. Um, they got Penny Sewell dropped to him in round one. 
slam dunk. They were jumping for joy as they should. Uh, Levi and Wuzuriki, Aleem McNeil, both phenomenal defensive tackles. Well, take that with a grain of salt. But they got Melifonwu uh, with the 37th pick in round three. Damn. I thought that guy potentially could go round one. Uh, very rangy, long, all the tools, great cornerback. Amon Ross St. Brown goes round four. A great receiver. They don't really have any, so he's going to be a contributor day one. More of a slot guy, but super talented. Derek Barnes out of Purdue, pick right after that. Another linebacker that was probably a top five linebacker in this class. And then they get Jamar Jefferson because they need like a sixth running back, but a solid running back out of Oregon State um, in round seven. So I thought, uh, I personally thought the Broncos, I had Broncos at one, Panthers at two, Lions at three, Cowboys at four. Um, Cowboys had a weird start to the draft, didn't really understand everything, <laughs> but they ended up with a, a ton of, they got uh, they got Israel Mukawamu you know out of South Carolina in round six. That that's like I I think that might have been the best thing that happened to him. Um, you know, watching the draft, we oh, I, we were we were talking um, pre-draft. I don't think they they had any problem for it coming out. When's the last time two cornerbacks went top ten? I can't tell you. There's been a couple times lately where there's one cornerback that goes top ten, but two. Yeah, both of their guys that they were going to take a ten, either J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertain, and that was the 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 word on the street for a, for at least a month. Both guys went pick pick before them. They showed that they showed their war room. <laughs> Nobody was in their seats. Jerry Jones probably screaming <laughs> at somebody in the hallway. So they trade back. I mean, but you know they they I good they, old they have Dallas. A, good they old have Dallas. A, uh, uh, two two linebackers. I, th- I thought they were content with, but they came out of this draft with two more good ones. So I guess they weren't. I mean, they got Parsons and and uh, uh, they got somebody else too that I that's pretty decent. Was it Tony Fields maybe? Yeah. But um, but anyway, uh, how about Elijah uh Molden going? What pick one hundred to Tennessee? To Tennessee, good. What a steal! Day one starter at slot, huh? Yeah. Oh, I mean that's. Yeah, I mean they they whiffed on Weaver, but Molden's he he reminds me of that guy who got in the fight with uh, Andre Johnson uh, a little bit, but he's way better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ryan's watching the clock, so I'm gonna rifle through some things I need to say, really quick. Rams, Raiders, Colts, garbage, awful drafts. Colts didn't even draft a tackle. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Raiders took a guy they could have gotten round two and round one, but then got the guy they should have took in round one and round two, and then took garbage after that. Um, <laughs> Steals of the draft. Michael Carter in round four to the Jets. I, I don't know how he made it to round four. He may not be a three-down back, but he will be a stud in the league. Uh, quick shout-out to the Bears. Obviously, I don't like them, but their first two picks uh, were great picks. But Tonga, round seven, pick 22. Quite possible. I mean, maybe the third or fourth best run-stuffing uh, nose, big body in this draft. Goes in the seventh round. Seth Williams. Um and now I can't even remember who the hell he went to because I don't have it on my sheet here. But Seth Williams went in round six. And for a while there, I wanted Packers to take him in round two. And then quick, I'm going to give you my top five power rankings post-draft. I'm going to let everyone know the Packers are not in there because I'm not convinced we're going to have Aaron. So that's a waste of my fucking time. Number one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs. 
Number three, Buffalo Bills. Number four, another team that had a great draft, the Cleveland Browns. Number five, the Los Angeles Rams. Still have some holds on defense. Didn't have a great draft. But with Matthew Stafford, I think that team's going to be dirty. That's all I got. Thank you, folks. All right. Let me give you my uh, my my five, which is very Beautiful. similar. Beautiful. But uh, Tampa, Kansas City, Buffalo, Green Bay, Cleveland. You know, I went back and forth between Indy and that? Cleveland. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. What was that last one? Cleveland. Cleveland? Cleveland, Cleveland is going to – dude, they killed Cleveland. the draft. They're going to be so fucking yeah. dirty this year. Yeah. Cleveland. Shit. Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. I hate to say it, but barring injury, they should win the division. Dude, they got Koromoa in the 50s. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I don't know if it's their new GM from a few – like what he's been there, what, three or four years now? Completely new team. Um, yeah. Which so, I just know, want to point out, when was the last time the Browns and the Ravens both picked after the Steelers in the first round. Like, I, I, it's been a very long time, Ryan. It's been a very long time. Like in my thirty-four years of life, I don't, I don't, I don't recall. Long, any of that long time ago. When's the last time Cleveland picked behind the Steelers? That's that's the real question. Baltimore's done it a few times. Yeah, that's true. They were in the Super Bowl um, and all that. It was so like the sixties. Give them that. <laughs> there was there was a couple years with Bubby Brister in the late eighties. Uh yeah. <laughs> Maybe before Maybe. we got before yeah. Cower came on. It was like the end of Noel's career. Cow power. But uh anyway, oh, Lord. good stuff. Broke my heart. I saw that. I was like, oh, that happened. Oh well. Send us home, brother. I think this has been a great show. Guys, thank you for your time. Uh, amazing breakdowns, amazing uh, uh, recaps of the uh, 2021 NFL draft. I keep trying to say 2020. I, I forget what year it is these days. Uh, I think we all do. But refreshing as always. And I think leading into the next couple of podcasts, I mean, boys, the draft is over. So we got to start talking about fantasy football we're gonna have quite a gap i mean we'll, 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 we'll figure out a good schedule we might not be a weekly podcast for the next month or two um but come july we'll be diving back into fantasy football absolutely and we'll cover uh, you know a little bit of everything we'll 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 be talking in this in the background figuring out exactly what type of uh, leagues we we want to cover things like that who we might draft who you should draft all that fun stuff so but bef- uh, as we as we sign off here, Ben, where can the good kids find you? I'm pretty sure I'll be in hibernation. But if you'd like to find me. It's uh, not winter, Ben. It's my it's okay. winter. It's dark. It's a very, it's it's a very dark, it's a very dark, dark winter. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm going to stay pretty active on, the, on the, <laughs> the Rogers tracker, and I think we'll sign some free agents here. So Green and Gold Lifers on Facebook. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. Um, but that's about it. And I did love it. The green and gold lifers, there was a lot of action this past week. So I really, I was following that on yeah. my feed. We got to step our game up guy. I tried a couple times, but nobody's just, nobody's, I, I need better friends. <laughs> I need better friends. Well, you can count on at least two of us. <laughs> Corey, where can the good kids find you? Well, black and gold crew on Facebook that has no, uh, no following, apparently. Uh, Knucklehead Recording Studios and Sync on Spotify. 
Um, keep saying it, but there's going to be some more music in the works. But uh, a little bit, a little bit longer, a little bit of time, a little bit of time. All Greatness right. can't be rushed. That's right. That's right. You cannot rush perfection. Thank you, boys. Uh, and of course, you can find me at right underscore guy eight one three on Instagram. You can find me at the Craft Brews and Geek News uh, Facebook page, where we will also be uh, sending the the audio that Corey is is editing now. And I hope you guys love the new intro. It's amazing. I love it. I know Ben loves it. Corey loves it. I think it's exactly what you 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 want to hear first thing in the morning. Like make it your well, alarm. You know, just on repeat. You'll not only it. is it going to start with that, but in about what five, four, three, two, one, boom! Fuck Terry Bradshaw. Jesus. <laughs> I love it. All right, <laughs> wrap it up. Pass me a draft. Cast. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.